comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Spider-Man, you want you want to swing in on a set? <laughs> Spider-Man, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the brother Spider Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to Comic Book Logic. I'm your host Joe, and with me, as always, my co-host Kevin. Hey, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's go! And in case you can't tell already, this is the summer of Spidey, yeah. and we're starting off with 2002's. Blockbuster film, Spider-Man. 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 It was, the, it was a nice wedding. It was uh, hyphenated. Yes. The Jim Spider Elaine we- uh, man wedding. Exactly. Or is it the woman goes first? I don't know which one. It really I don't is. know. They, oh. Yeah. They serve brisket. I know that. You got to pay yeah. extra for the brisket. Well, it's worth it, though. It totally is worth it. I mean, that's going to get Uncle Harry to come to the wedding, at least. You got to mm-hmm. have the brisket. If you don't have the brisket at the Spider-Man wedding... Oh, the, you know, the, the, the ceremony is for you, but the reception really is for, for your, your family. <laughs> so, Spider-Man reception. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you what I ask every uh, episode. What did you know about Spider-Man? You know, uh, I may have mentioned this before. When I was a kid, I had a uh, computer... <laughs> like a, a um, I had this thing called a computer. <laughs> Only uh, the six richest men in the world owned one. <laughs> I've had a couple of Spider-Man on so. Alta Vista. Yeah. And uh I had this like whatever it was that we bought it was like a compact or whatever and it came with like all of this free software and one of those pieces of software was a CD-ROM called the Spider-Man Cartoon Maker. Ooh. And what you were able to do, it came with preloaded, animated, you know, one or two movements. Yeah. Of everyone in, like, the Spider-Man universe. Oh. I believe it was was associated with the cartoon that was on at the time, like, in the mid-90s. So it was that kind of animation. Uh, My friend and I were obsessed with that. And we discovered that you could start creating your own characters uh, yeah. you could upload your own music we just started to make it absolutely insane yeah so i was very familiar with a lot of I, I may have said this before that like for some reason spider-man's like villains and all of, like i know more about those characters just because of that stupid game not even a game but that software than i do about any other comic book, and I've never read a Spider-Man comic in my life. Little known fact, Kevin's the guy that actually created the meme on 4chan of how do I shot web. He was, he was looking for the for the filmmaker. He wanted to know how to get Spider-Man to shoot the web. That was me. Yeah, that how do I shot me. web? <laughs> I created that. I also invented the original uh, rare Pepe. <laughs> the rarest of the Pepe's. Exactly. Um, 
No, Spider-Man actually debuted in 1963, uh, 1962. Sorry, I almost said 63. Uh, um, just like the Beatles. Yeah, at the it's same like time. The Be- <laughs> straight out of Liverpool. It was all so, of those. Peter Parker is uh, also known as the fifth Beatle. For some odd reason in the 60s, everyone were obsessed with insects, so the Beatles, Spider-Man, all that came out at <laughs> the exactly. same time. Uh, the, with the success of Fantastic Four, which we talked about in the last episode, Marvel was looking for the next big hit. Um, Stan Lee comes up with this idea of doing a teenage hero. Um, now, this was actually kind of interesting because he had to fight for the guy to be named Spider-Man and not Spider-Boy, even though he was a teenager at the time. I was a teenage Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh, I got eight legs. <laughs> the girls still don't like me. I don't know what I expected, but for some reason it wasn't this. <laughs> he de- he debuted in Amazing Fantasy number 15, uh, dated in August of 1962. It was a huge hit right off the bat and immediately got his own series. He was co-created by Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby. Um, they took influences from a couple different comics at the time. There actually was an old Marvel character named the spider um, Stan, uh, Jack Kirby had a character in his back catalog of a guy who lived with his aunt and uncle after his parents were killed, who had a magic ring that gave him powers, and they drew on a lot of influence from that. Instant success. Spider-Man was a, was a, was a teenager in high school at the time with his unrequited love for um, Gwen Stacy, not, right. not Mary Jane Parker at the mm-hmm. time. And Gwen, I have a feeling Gwen Stacy will make a, an appearance in one of these movies that we're going to do eventually. Mm. Uh, maybe Spider-Man 3. Uh, mm. um, and so it was a big deal. He would, you know, he was an everyman who had everyday problems. Like he lived with his aunt after acne. Yeah, the stranded up origin story, which we're going to go over for this movie. It's almost identical. Uh, he had, you know, acne. He would he'd have to wash his clothes at, you know, it's New York City, so he had to wash his clothes at the at the the dry cleaners uh, down the block. Yeah, so he'd wear a laundromat. Yeah. He'd wear a paper bag over his head as he's washing his clothes. But all the New Yorkers were used to it because they're used to Spider Man at this point. So they're just like, hey, Spider Man is washing his spider things. <laughs> spider Man uses all. <laughs> hey, Spider Man, you want want to use some downy on it? <laughs> What are you? What are you kidding, Vinny? Spider Man don't use no fabric softener. <laughs> no, no, you gotta use fabric softener. You're gonna get uh, you gonna get stiff up out there. Yeah. It's like, oh. look, look. I may live in a crap hole apartment. <laughs> I, I may eat like crap every day. I may eat the worst pizza in the world. But you know what? I treat myself with fabric softener. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you know. Now, what? excuse me. I'm gonna eat this calzone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good calzone eating noise you did there. <laughs> Some good foley work. <laughs> oh, the horses are coming. Um, so yeah, and he, of course, he. The whole concept of Spider-Man was Spider-Man was supposed to age over time. That was like the main idea. Stanley wanted to was that you would see him grow up through high school and college and adulthood, and eventually you would. He he gets married in the comics. Middle aged Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Middle, middle-aged man, <laughs> Spider middle-aged. Spider-Man number three twelve. Yeah. My back hurts. <laughs> Spider-Man number three twelve. Have I ever had this spot here before? I'm tired all the time. <laughs> Mary Jane, is this spot new? <laughs> Come here, look at this. Spider-Man so a- goes to the proctologist. <laughs> The annual proctology ep- <laughs> issue. Spider-Man annual number four. <laughs> Spider-Man makes a really groaning sound when he stands up. 
I'm really sorry, guys. I've had a couple in me already we're, we're today. A punchy. Yeah, I'm a little punchy. Um, so yeah, he was supposed to grow up with the comics. He eventually gets married. Um, always has Aunt May in the background. He has a very. He's probably the second, maybe yeah, probably the second greatest villain lineup out of any comic book hero. Probably next to Batman. Most recognizable. Most people recognize Electro and Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus, um, the Rhino. They all generally are are pretty. You know, the Vulture, you know, pretty recognizable villains, uh, probably the second most well-known next to Batman, and mainly because Spider-Man has been ever-present in media. This is, uh, this, yeah. this 2002 movie is not the first Spider-Man we've ever seen, even on the small screen, and on the big screen. On the small screen, we've seen him on uh, The Amazing Spider-Man and his, and his Friends, you know, uh, which is the subject of a billion internet memes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a dozen Spider-Man cartoons, a Spider-Man live-action TV show. We've seen Spider-Man a hundred times before, but this was like... Spider- Spider-Man the Musical. Spider-Man the Musical. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was after this, Kevin. That was after this, I know. No, no, it was called Spider-Man Turn On the Dark. Right. Or is it Turn Off the Dark? Either way. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Spider-Man, turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man it's actually that's a line for the thing where he yells at Mary Jane turn off the dark she's like what he goes you know what I mean <laughs> that's another spider middle aged man joke go whip fly up up and away whip shazam All right, so the 2002 Spider-Man opens up with them going to a museum. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably with the most realistic teacher I've ever seen in a movie. That was the the great thing about it was, was I was like, I, I appreciate this teacher. Just every five seconds leaning over his kid's shoulder going like, you better shut up, you little <laughs> son of a... You know? Yeah. Or I swear to Christ, I'm not going <laughs> to let you graduate. Which, as going on a couple field trips myself, I know because that's how I act throughout the entire thing. Oh, yeah. No, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man. You have Peter Parker, the obvious nerd who can't catch a break. Cause... Yeah, he misses the bus, he's running after the bus, everyone makes fun of him. Yeah. They trip him, no one will let him sit next to him. Yeah. He's in love with Mary Jane's cleavage. Yeah, cleavage in quotation marks. Um, it was all right. I mean, you know, you got 27-year-old Peter I mean, it Parker. Was there. Yeah. It was there in this movie. Yeah, it was, it was there, yeah. It was out and about. Yeah, Joe Manganiello... Uh, Hanging over Mary Jane for the first half of the movie. Telling yeah, it yeah. kind of disappears. Yeah. Well, the movie takes like a weird tonal shift halfway through, and we're going to get, I'll get into that one. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, so he's a big nerd. They go to this, uh, was it Osborne Labs? Or they go to some laboratory, mm. and he's supposed to take pictures, and they go to the arachnid wing where they're genetically modifying spiders. Oh, and he sees Mary Jane there, and he's like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of Mary Jane. Hey, Mary Jane, take a Ow, I got bit by a spider. Oh, God. Glavin. Suck it, nerd. Yeah. The spider. Says the spider. <laughs> the spider. All the I'm spider. Go bite that nerd. All the spider graphic was missing was a little. <laughs> yeah. Little, little fang seeking it. Gives into him the finger somehow and then scuttles away. <laughs> Screw you, loser. <laughs> X Games 2002 jumps off and a big parachute comes off. <laughs> 
There was a lot of base lo- jumping. Base jumping references. Uh, yeah, so he goes back home and we meet Aunt May and Uncle Ben, who are, you know, this couple that are way too old to have. Well, I guess they're not too old to have a thirty-year-old Peter Parker in their house. <laughs> That's true, right? Uh, they're they're all like, oh, ben- when are you gonna settle down and <laughs> marry a nice get woman? a place of your own? Oh, yeah, you're almost thirty. Uh, <laughs> no, guys, I graduated high school. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're, we're playing this game, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, so he goes upstairs and gets all dizzy, and when he wakes up, he's super strong, buff Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. his DNA was fundamentally changed, Kevin. What's always what I always like about fundamentally when this, altered. Sorry, what I always like about when that happens is it's like you get because this happens with like uh, if this happens in every one of these movies where they get super strong. It's like okay, I'm super strong now. And also sculpted, which yeah. just getting muscle and having your muscle grow doesn't automatically sculpt your muscles. Like, no. no. It's no. just, it's interesting how that always just sort of happens. In reality, you would just get fat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you would just get really bulky and you'd look like a, a, a former weightlifter yeah. who just stopped after a few years. Yeah. And he'd be hungry all the time. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Kevin. I mean, without the weightlifting I was going to say, yeah. minus the looking at all, I mean, like can, you ever can, did anything. I can lift. I can do stuff. I can, you could can lift a thing. <laughs> sure. I do a lot of physical labor <laughs> on occasion. Um, so yeah, so no, he's all like, he's got like a swimmer's build. He's got like oh, a yeah. Jesus on the cross swimmer build. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Delts. I'm not, even, <laughs> not even sure I know what those uh, are, but no. he's got them. No. Delts and quads. Oh, but of course he goes, he manages to go back to school the next day and, and you know, he's all, he doesn't need glasses anymore because glasses yeah. are for nerds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, uh, I like the, uh, the f- trying to figure out your powers. Yeah. In an awkward teenager bumbling sort of way, he accidentally starts to fight in the cafeteria. First he saves Mary Jane with yeah. his spider reflexes. Yeah. Because spiders have reflexes that border on precognition kevin as we learned and kevin which... kevin only had one beer at him at that point where he's like i'm calling crap on all of this science <laughs> i don't think i had a beer at that point that no, was just shenanigans that was that was science shenanigans that was silly i believe your exact line is what is this minority report <laughs> you got the precogs you got the precogs yeah he saves mary jane and actually a cool scene that's actually done with practical effects which you don't even realize at that point um yeah, he flips the tray over and hits Flash Thompson. Oh, Joe Manganiello's not happy about oh, that. Oh, no. Young, young, pudgy Joe Manganiello's yeah. not happy. Frosted tips. Yeah. Everybody got the frosted tips in 2002. It was. Um, like Sugar Nickelback. Ray. Yeah. Nickelback and Sugar Ray. Yeah. Sugar Ray was a little done by that point, but I think he might have been in the uh, Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> done. Dun, 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 dun. Scooby-Doo. Dun, dun, Turn dun, off dun. the dark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then... As he's get as, as Flash Thompson is about to like punch him in the face, like he's doing all these crazy Spider Matrix moves and avoiding yeah. his punches, and then he just punches him once and he goes flying backwards. Yeah, killed him. Yeah, totally killed him in that scene. <laughs> that scene. And there's there's me and Kevin in the background of that scene going, "You see that guy just shoot webs out of his hand? What the <laughs> hell is that? That's weird. I wonder better hold on to that information for later. It might come in handy. You would think. Yeah. So Spider Man goes. Uh, uh, Peter Parker goes home and he's all sad. He's like, well, he's uh, all happy because he's like, he's got these powers. He's, he's got the powers, he, but of he, course, people are, you know, it's lose lose. Like, you know, they thought he was a freak before, now he's just because he was a nerd. Yeah, and then now he really has freakish powers, and it's a nice uh, moment where because that's how that would be. 
You yeah. know, nobody would be like, oh my God, that's really cool. They would be like, that isn't a thing a human can do. No. Let's run away yeah. and get our pitchforks. Yeah, and then, then Peter Parker, he's at home and his nails fall off and he starts drinking syrup right out of the bottle. And, oh wait, that's a wrong another movie where a person turns into an insect. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Brenda Fly. Um, no, so, but he, he manages to control, like, his web shooting abilities mm-hmm. now. And he re- we get the close-up of the, the, the thingamajigs, the little grabbers <laughs> on his, coming on his out thumbs. of his fingers yeah. so he can climb up uh, yeah. climb up his walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, you know, really like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. If they also, I mean, do they also come out of, like, his knees? Like, I'm, I don't know how he, I, I, you know what? How, I, he, how his legs cling I, I, and his feet. Okay, so... Outside of the the synapses, in in the comic book, he's actually creates kind of like a static cling thing. That's how he's able to climb on walls. Static cling. Yeah. So I mean, he would have to zap, (laughs) zap. He'd have to rub himself down with the fabric softener. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So he he could just wear his clothes normally. That's why he's always wearing socks. (laughs) But that's how he normally. Oh no! There's no carpet here. My powers have taken away. (laughs) He also has. um, uh, He actually creates the web shooters. They're like mechanical. Like he he l- figures out how to make the web fluid right, and in this he has one canisters, yeah, he, and in this yeah. they just come out of his wrist glands as opposed to his butt, which spiders usually it would make, make more like, sense. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the Venture Brothers they have a character named the Brown Recluse, voiced uh, <laughs> by uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh, nice. Whose whole power? He's like Spider Man, except he shoots the web out he of his butt. He actually has yeah. these spider powers, real yeah. spider powers. Um, so he goes back home and he he gets better, but. You know, he goes out and he talks to Mary Jane. He finally gets the confidence to talk to Mary Jane after his buddy, Harry Osborne, who we meet in the first scene, kind of does starts the flirting using the exact same lines that Peter came up with. Played by Freaks and Geeks alum, <laughs> James, James Franco, Franco, who made an entire career out of just smoking pot. So did Snoop Dogg. I, and uh, Doug Benson. Yeah, well... I would say Doug Benson's career, once again, in quotes as well. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, and then Snoop, but at least Snoop knows how to rhyme. James Franco basically goes on screening giggles. <laughs> Wait, you do you do the James Franco giggle, I'll do the Seth Rogen. I, I don't know, do I do a James Franco giggle? No, I'm just saying you can do a James Franco giggle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we just came up with a million dollar movie idea right there. Um, we'll do that, but in Korea. <laughs> We've got ourselves a movie. We, uh, and you know, we see Harry's got a strained relationship with his father, as played by Willem Dafoe, ah. <laughs> who does who does an amazing cackle throughout this entire yeah. movie. Um, he commits. He com- commits to everything. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, one of our one of our great the actors, patron saint of the cackle. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Uh, he didn't even wear the costume for 90% of the shoot. They had to digitally alter it on top of him because he's just like, I don't need a suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mary, we, go, we see Peter's got a little bit more confidence now that he's found out he has these powers. He sees Mary Jane, who's lived next door to him his entire life, but she's never noticed him. Yeah. Uh, but she, they have a nice tender moment outside after her parents are yelling and screaming like a Lockhorns cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh, it's too late. Flash shows up in his cool car, and she's like, "Come on, Mary Jane, let's go. Don't scratch the paint, or no, don't 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 scratch the leather." Yeah. Which, as a guy who would maybe not my car, but I would be like, if I had a nice car, I'd be like, "Just don't don't scratch the leather, please, please." <laughs> I'd like this to be nice for five, five minutes, minutes before you screw it up. 
<laughs> Spider middle-aged man shows up again. You wouldn't have, be very good at having a nice car because you'd still want to eat in it. I know. I'd that would be, be the problem. Yeah. You'd not eat in it for like a week. And then you'd be like, I'm hungry, though. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Spider-Man is... Uh, so he's like, I need a cool car. car. So Just he goes, like Flash. And he's like, I don't have any money, though. And he sees $3,000 for a car. And then a wrestling ad come in win a colorful costume and you can win three thousand dollars so he goes hint, hint. he goes to this uh wrestling rink and he fights macho, macho man. man randy savage is the bone so yeah slap into his limb jam and oh it's one of the best scenes in all of cinema history got bruce campbell bruce sam raimi's own yeah it's, it's it's pretty wonderful it was it uh uh, Academy Award winning Octavia Spencer. <laughs> yeah. She shows up briefly in it. Sure. And of course, he uses spitter powers to beat spitter, <laughs> spitter powers to beat Bonesaw. And he was only given $100 because yeah. he's beat him in two minutes, minutes not the three minutes. Three. Yeah. Uh, so you have to do it in exactly three minutes. That's the way it works sure. in professional wrestling. Well, because they're, you know, they're crooked and they've got yeah. to, uh, but rules are rules. And then this guy with the crazy hair shows up, and he robs the place. Mm-hmm. And he runs past Peter Parker. And I wanted the- that guy to be Peter Stamari. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought like, he was, He looked too. a lot like him for a second. And I was like, oh. He'd be like, hold this door for me. <laughs> He'd be like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Have you seen that guy's Peter Stormare? I'm not going to fight. <laughs> I'm not going to stop him. Yeah, the wrestling promoter's like, why didn't you stop him? And Peter's like. Yeah. Right, I like, yeah. I like uh, the, and even the cop is just like, what are you doing, you mook? And it's just like, no, he had a gun and I'm a child. Like, I don't <laughs> understand why I would be ever required to intervene. Like, they're always saying, like, just get out of the way. He would be furious if he tried to intervene with police work. Yeah. But this isn't really a cop. I think it's just like a security guard. Yeah. He's eating a sandwich just like every other cop oh, in this exactly. movie. Yeah. yeah. They don't even carry guns in this movie. They're carrying sandwiches and flashlights. Yeah, hoagies. <laughs> hoagies. Um, maybe, maybe a wrap. No, it's a little early for wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meatball sub. I guess yeah, it was all, all meatball, meatball subs. subs. They're all played by Dennis Franz. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. The, so he, let, he steps aside, lets the criminal get away, and, and then, then he comes downstairs, and there's a big... There's a big hubaloo, hullabaloo. And it turns out that the guy who... And there was a carjacking. Yeah. And the car was... Yeah. 30 million friggin' people in New York, or <laughs> however many people there are. The city of never sleep, city of 8 million. And they, they took out Peter's Uncle Ben, who was waiting to pick him up. Yeah. Um, they steal the, the classic Sam Raimi car. I don't mm. even know what type of car it is. It's like an Oldsmobile, probably. I don't know. It's like it's something or other. It's yeah. in every one of his movies. Um, and, and, you know, Peter hears about this from the cop who's just like, hey, they caught the guy down on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. You know, because everyone's got to shout everything. We found him. There's a ch- chasing him. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to go do this. So he chases after him and. He jumps on the car, car chase, you know, punches through. Then he sees the guy who carjacked it. Oh, it's the same burglar from earlier. <sighs> oh, it's my no. fault. It's and my then, fault. Yeah. So they chase him to a building, and the guy trips over his own feet and falls backwards out the window, killing himself. Yeah. Uh, hoisted by his own petard. <laughs> Uh, that happens a lot in this movie. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, no one's no one ever dies by their own by someone else's hands. It's all yeah, it's all by their and own actions. Thus begins Peter Parker's 
Five or six minutes of guilt. (laughs) Not really a theme in this film. Well, you know, it it flashes back to Uncle Ben, who says, with great power comes great responsibility. And Peter's like, I know you say that after I pour myself a bowl of tricks in the morning. (laughs) It's true. You know, Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. know. Oh, fine. I'll put the milk away before it spoils. (laughs) With great power comes great. Put the milk away. That's We're now made of money. <laughs> great power comes great. You coming home right after school, we're painting the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that where, where, you know, Peter has a pretty good relationship with his with his aunt and uncle, but he has, like, this really weird thing with his uncle in the car before he gets out for the wrestling match. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, he's a jerk. jerk. He's, like, a real jerk. He's, like, a 27-year-old man shouting at an old guy. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, this is just awkward. <laughs> this is just, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. Like he's yeah. just trying to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's old like, people. He's not yeah. like, screw you, old man. Yeah. You don't <laughs> understand my generation. Yeah. <laughs> we go listen to some nickelback. <laughs> yeah, so Spider Man uh uh he graduates from high school. Like and this is where like the whole thing starts like really escalating in time. Like you get no sense of time in this movie. Like how long anything takes. Yeah, it gets weird. So he graduates from high graduates school. Graduates from high school and then meanwhile we gotta we got we keep cutting back to Oscorp. So yes. we've gotta we've gotta take a moment to set up Osborne. Yeah. Harry Osborne's dad. What is his name? Mr. Norman. Osborne. Norman, Norman Osborne. Okay. <laughs> they just call him Mr. Osborne a lot. Yeah, he's uh making a science thing. Yours is right there. Oh He's making <laughs> he's making some science. I had to tell Joe which of the bottles was the one with uh, hard cider in it. Yes, it's a hot summer day. We're drinking cider. Cider. Um, he's making a goofy suit and a glider, which is of course a terrific exactly use of resources. What the military wants. Well, this is pre drones. Now, if this yeah. was made today, for the which it is all the time, they make it a Spider Man movie every fifteen minutes, but. We make it something to do with drones and I don't know, uh, Snapchat <laughs> doing something with that. Yeah, the the internet. Snapchat. We got any military uh, applications of Snapchat? Um, but it's not working all that well, and they're and they're doing super soldier stuff yeah. basically because there's always super soldiers. Yeah, and so they're like, well, like nine out of ten of the people work really well, but the one guy got you know craziness meanwhile you got the crazies right meanwhile there are nine super soldiers running oh no they didn't test it on people it was like rats rats, wasn't it oh there's nine super Super rats rats. yeah that's uh that should show up at some point in the movie it did no no super rats are here (laughs) oh my god like what and then green goblin and spider-man have to team up against the the nine super rats yeah and the one crazy super rat who's their leader now yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> some some rats just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, and of course the military would be like ninety percent success rate. That's that's we we need to do this. Right, yeah. those are really great results. Well, honestly, yeah. yeah, we're ready for human trials. <laughs> Why are you not testing out humans already? The, gener- the general is like really like anti Norman Osborne. He's just like, yeah. hey, screw this guy. I don't like him. Yeah, Boondock Saints. <laughs> That movie's incredibly overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this movie. (laughs) So he decides he needs the contract, the government contract. So he's like, I'm going to test it on myself. Drinks all the stuff. No, he drinks the the serum. 
smashes the bottle very recklessly. Then he vapes for 20 minutes. Yeah. And he becomes, he like jumps out of the, out of the booth and goes, yeah! <laughs> the most, he turns instantly into a comic book villain. And I like, and I love yeah. everything about it. Of every I moment. Think, I think that was the first time I heard Kevin like blatantly laugh out loud <laughs> at a movie like that. I lost my mind a little <laughs> bit. It was great. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so now that Peter and Harry graduate high, uh, high school, they, they live together in a Manhattan apartment, you know, because, yeah. you know, of course, Norman is funding Cracking wise. Yeah, cracking wise. Chasing, chasing dames. dames. You know. With nice gams. <laughs> basically on the town, except with less semen. Or more. Oh. Um, so the they, you know, Harry's dating Mary Jane at this point. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward. Peter gets fired from his job at the lab because he's he's always out mysteriously solving crimes. Yeah. yeah. So he so Peter's like, I need a new job. I'm gonna be a photographer. Cue in the greatest character in this entire movie, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Which will forever go down as the J. Jonah Jameson. There will never be a better oh, J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson. You know, the Yeah. Give me uh, a picture of Spider Man. I need a picture of Spider Man on the front page. Another one who commits. To oh. relate to to the to the sort of cartoon aspects of the characters, and he, just and he larger than life, you know, looks fantastic. Looks just like the character from the comics. He trusts his barber. He trusts his barber. <laughs> <laughs> I love the lingering shot on him when they when he says that when he goes like, <laughs> right. I yes. trust my barber, and it's just like the second where you see him, <laughs> and just so you can focus on his hair and, and how, how perfectly quaffed. Yeah. And then you know, it's like it's so perfect. Yeah. Um, who pays Peter a couple hundred bucks for pictures of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I always feel like like everything's so cheap in New York, you know, in this movie. It's like, I'm going to pay you $300 for these pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, well, it's kind of cheap, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I don't know, like that they had an Alfa Romero car, which I know is an expensive car for like well, $3,000. This so. is post 9-11. Well, I was, wonder if yeah. maybe, you know. Maybe prices just went down. Where we were, we were heading for a recession. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I was living in a dorm room at the time, so I can't really comment. It's true. Yeah. So you know, this whole thing Peter sets up so he can take pictures of Spider Man because he's the one who gets the pictures of Spider Man because he is Spider Man, right? And once again, no one sits there and goes like, "Hey, this Peter Parker guy, you know, the guy who got into a fight in high school with the web hands, <laughs> he's taking all these pictures of Spider Man." <laughs> Right, it's like, like no one at any point is like, "Hey, what about this uh, Spider-Man that's uh, running around and like saving people? He shoots webs and stuff." Oh yeah, hey, remember that weird kid, yeah. one of the last days of high school, who actually had webs coming out of his hands? Yeah, what a weird coincidence. Yeah. What anyway, was his, what was his name? Was his name Peter Parker? Yeah, he's the guy taking the pictures of Spider-Man. Wow, wow. what a weird coincidence. You know, city of five million people, and this is on the front page. <laughs> the Kelzone, yeah. What's the size of the Kelzone that you're miming, by the way? I really, really want that enormous Kelzone. <laughs> Kelzones are terrible. Just a fold in half pizza. Exactly. Well, New Yorkers love to fold their pizza in ah. half, like a bunch of goons. <laughs> a bunch of goons. Take that, New York. Your pizza's awful. With the gabagool and all that other nonsense. I threw down the gauntlet. Come at me, bros. We're from Chicago. We like our pizza like we like our women. Thick. <laughs> 
thought you were going to say stuffed. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> so glad you didn't. And then I did, so it's all right. Yeah, there you good. go. So uh, we find out that Osborne doesn't really have a memory right away of uh, the things that he does. He's got kind of the split personality thing going on. Yeah, because the first thing that happens is is that the company that was going to take, uh, that was going to get the military contract are all attack, and the general's blown up. Right. So that's that happens, and we're like, well, who's this? Who's, what's, what happened? It's like, as Kevin said... We're all really supposed to believe that at this point we no one knows that Norman Osborn is the Green Goblin. That was very unclear to me because it's super obvious <laughs> because we saw him basically transform, but then he doesn't remember it. And it's like, are we, I mean, it's very like it's not a reveal to us. Yeah. right? I think it's just it's supposed to slowly dawn on him. It's sort of just a weird narrative. Yeah. I didn't quite understand. It didn't jive that. well with me. Either. But it was but it was fine. Like it would have made sense if he kind of realized a little earlier, maybe like, yeah. oh, I'm that. But I have no control over it. Yeah. So and then it turns out later, like, OK, so Osborne's do Oscorp's doing really great. But then I guess there's a merger happening or a buyout. And they got to get him out. And they got to get him out. He's out. After the World Unity Fest, he's going to be out. <laughs> We're going to announce it at the World Unity Fest yeah. with special guest Macy <laughs> Gray. Gray. Uh, there's things that date a movie, Kevin. Yeah. It's Macy Gray. Uh, Macy Gray and Nickelback. There's definitely two of them. What was her? What was her? On the big singular wireless logo. Oh, yeah. What was her? What was her big song? I try to say goodbye. Yeah, I think it was I called I Try or something try like that. Way and I stumble. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Uh, 2002 was a long time ago. Yeah. No Tracy Chapman. No Fast Car. No. no. Fast Car holds up. It's my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, there's this big festival with everyone in costume. That I think nowadays people would take real offense to. Oh, like, it's like white New Yorkers dressing up yeah. in other cultures, cultures. and yeah. yeah, it would it would probably be frowned upon. Like Tumblr would have a field day with that now. Yeah, they would just explode. The Tumblr these would not the, exist anymore. Yeah, no, these were the MySpace days. This yeah. was pre uh, Facebook existed, but this was pre Twitter. I, th- I don't even think no. Was this tweeting. was this was two thousand two. I don't even think Facebook was around. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't even think MySpace was even really around at this point. Yeah, it probably. Maybe. Yeah, been. I, don't yeah. Know. I, don't I feel like that would have been. But I don't know. I tried to forget the early two thousands. It was a terrible time. Facebook, with... we would have had, but only I, Facebook might have still been. You had to be in college. Yeah, I, it, it maybe just, still had the in front of it. Everyone had terrible facial hair. It was awful, awful time. Awful clothing. The clothes were awful shiny. Music. A lot of the clothes was shiny. Ugh, rayon. Rayon was a thing. Ran? Uh, rayon. Oh, Rayon. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's big word. And all of a sudden, like, as ever, as like all these like rich people are up on the balcony laughing at the peasants down listening to their <laughs> right. Macy Gray. Yeah. The Green Goblin flies in. Yeah. <laughs> Surrender, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have a little fire, Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, and it's throwing, throwing, <laughs> throwing these like little. Well, in the comics, they're pumpkin bombs. I know. And can yeah. I just say that I'm very disappointed in the lack of Halloween-themed weaponry? Mm-hmm. I am, too. Yeah. I mean, they were orange, which I was like, nah, But they were. it was all too mechanical. It was yeah. all too trying you need, to be You wanted a little jack-o'-lantern real faces world. on them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted some Ichabod Crane up in here. Yeah. So he throws it and turns people into CGI skeletons, which is an awful power to have. Yeah. 
It was a. It was a. Uh, I was glad we didn't see that effect a lot. No, I was just yeah. like, okay, one and done. It works for me. Yeah, and then he's like, Kirsten Dunst, why are you wearing a geisha outfit? That's <laughs> intolerant. <laughs> I'm going to blow you up now. <laughs> but oh, Peter Parker's down there taking pictures of World Unity Fest because. You know, Macy yeah. Gray sold pa- papers back then because papers were still a thing. Listen, kids, <laughs> give me pictures of Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, kids, in 2002, there was these things called newspapers. Uh-huh. And there was a star called Macy Gray. Yeah. And there was this thing called photography. <laughs> uh, you know, they had film. Cameras were separate from your phone. Yeah. Also, there were no cell phones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, Spider-Man shows up and they have this fight scene and they manage to, you know, they fight each other. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Spider-Man pulls. Fighting on balloons. Yeah. Spider-Man pulls the cords out of the little glider thing, and he spins away. And he's like, I'll, get you. I'll see you again, Spider-Man. <laughs> again, I love how he just goes full comic book supervillain. Yeah. We like, will meet again, Spider-Man. Just instantly. Zero to cartoon. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> If by bad, you mean amazing? Yes, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is. And then, of course, uh, Spider-Man is like, uh, he's a menace to the city. So, uh, J. Jonah Jameson declares him a menace to the city. We're yeah. going to have Spider-Man arrest. That sells papers. It sells papes. It sells papes. Yeah. I'm a too busy man. I can't say papers. I have to say papes. It saves time. <laughs> Though I just wasted more time explaining to you why I call it papes than I know it paper. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, Spider-Man's doing his normal thing. He helps, like, this woman get a baby out of the burning building, which Kevin goes, what are the circumstances by which this woman would leave a baby in the burning building? Right, well, I just assumed that she was like, I had to run down to the corner store. My baby will be fine for five <laughs> minutes, you know? My baby's up there alone, I guess. I, I, I'm unclear. It's a simpler time, I you know. Babies were left in apartment buildings. <laughs> Uh, just all day. Spider-Man manages to save the baby out of the building, but he hears the scream of a woman. Oh, there's another the, scream. There's somebody the else up like, there. Freeze this, Spider-Man. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, I gotta go get this chick. She's screaming up there. You gonna stop me? And he's like, I ain't gonna stop you, but I'm gonna want you back down here. And he's like, I ain't coming back. He's like, all right. So the Spider-Man flies up there. He gets the, he, he, he goes to save the woman. And, oh, no, it's the Sam Raimi shot. And it's Green Goblin underneath. Swallow your soul, Spider-Man. Your soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dead before dawn. Dead before dawn. God, I love that movie. Not enough puppets in this movie. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not enough scenes of, like, stunt women in crazy plast, uh, you know, rubber makeup. Yeah. Uh, so they have a fight in there, and Spider-Man gets his arm cut. Yeah. It's important that he gets his arm cut. Sure. Because it's... Uh, the next scene is it's Thanksgiving, because I guess this happens on Thanksgiving, yeah. I guarantee you that woman was deep frying a turkey in her rent-controlled apartment, which is what caused the that's, fire. Yeah, that's, every year. That's probably what it was. The fire department's like so many, so many lives senselessly lost to deep-fried turkeys. Didn't let it fall. So yeah, so yeah. so the, the Osbournes are invited for some reason. Yeah, and Aunt May and 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 Mary Jane I are really there. Really don't understand the nature of all of their relationships. <laughs> Well, they're all having sex with each other. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's very clear then. Uh, yeah, so Norman Osborn shows up after all of this, and he's he's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Yeah, I brought a fruitcake. I'm a billionaire, but I brought this fruitcake. <laughs> I could have catered this entire thing. Right. Why is it they're like, why is it at their little apartment? Why yeah. isn't it 
at, yep. the, at I Oscorp know. Manor. I just yeah. I, it, that was very confusing as to why they were. Well, you had to have that seen... only existed so that they could all be in the room together, so that he could see. Peter has Peter's the scratch on his arm, cut, yeah. and which is funny because it seemed I don't even know how he really noticed because it happened really quickly. Well, there was there was blood on his but sleeve. He must have made it. No, no, no. But like I don't know that I don't know how Green Goblin noticed that Spider Man got oh, cut. Oh, oh, no, because there was he a didn't go, ah, I cut you. Well, you went upstairs at the time because he went ah, there's a cut on his arm. I must notice that for later because it could <laughs> oh, be important. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what happened I when you went upstairs and you came down. Yeah. No, he, they, they see the cut on his arm, and then he's like, where did you get that cut? And he's like, uh, the guy, a biker clipped me because they're awful human beings. And they're like, <laughs> yes, messengers. we all agree. Bikers are terrible human beings. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing worse than a person on a bicycle in a busy city. I think that's what they said, right? Or did I hear that in my head? Uh, that might have been when you went upstairs. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, they, so oh, oh, there's going to be a fight now because it's like, oh, I know that... that it's like it's seriously like speed racer style where you just imagine in their heads is like oh peter parker is the spider-man i must destroy the spider-man in order to i must destroy aunt may in order to get to the spider-man yeah you know straight up speed racer well we see his crazy willem defoe's crazy scene where he's talking oh, to himself yeah. in the mirror that's right that's it that's and he's like, Gollum you scene. gotta you gotta exactly right and he's like you gotta you know how to do it you gotta take out what he what he loves it's like joe his, pesci like in, the, in the mirror aunt. yeah <laughs> What are you doing? You gotta take out his aunt. Yeah, and so yeah, they got the the, the great Gollum scene where he's like worshiping at the head, the green goblin. Right. Yeah. And Kevin and I completely agree that Raimi gave no direction during that scene. They just let Defoe go crazy. On Didn't it. need to. Yeah. Oh, so he good. was the green goblin at that yeah. point. Yeah, and so he goes and he texts Aunt May, and Aunt May is praying, and she's like, uh, "What is she? No, yeah, the, the deliver us the, from the, evil, saving our father." Deliver and he's like, finish the line from evil. <laughs> so, so Sam Raimi. Yeah. And she's in the hospital, of course, and Peter goes there, and so does Mary Jane, and they have a moment. They have a moment. Yeah. And Harry sees it, and he's like, <laughs> wait a second, I'm James Franco. I can have any woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My turtleneck and I can get <laughs> laid anywhere. Kevin was obsessed with the turtleneck. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, so they managed to help out Aunt May, and then the, the story kind of drags for a little bit until uh, Green Goblin kidnaps Mary Jane mm-hmm. and takes her up to... Well, that, that's literally, like, the next scene, you Yeah, know? I mean, it drags. <laughs> it's like the next scene where he's just like... Because she leaves there, and then he goes, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, shit. Peter Parker loves Mary Jane, huh? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's good useful information. I'm going to go get her. And then Peter Parker realizes, because yeah. Aunt May says, everybody knows, dum-dum. And he goes, oh, wait, everybody knows. That means Green Goblin probably knows. And then he calls her, and then she's like, mm-hmm. he picks up, and he's like, I already kidnapped her. <laughs> ah, I took her to the... Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. Yeah, it's like uh, whatever. I think we'll, we'll say it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Why it not? was a bridge. Yeah, it's whatever. A New York bridge. <laughs> and so he's like, "You have a choice: save your girlfriend or save all of these children in this car." <laughs> like, how do you right. get all the kids into that one cable car? Like, is there even cable cars like that in 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 New York? I don't even know. I don't. I assume so. Yeah, maybe. We're taking a Staten Island uh, train ski car. Lift. Yeah, ski yeah. lift. <laughs> It takes us up to the top of the Statue of Liberty and back down. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, I didn't think that was weird until I saw this episode. I'm like, is that a thing? Oscorp funded it. Yeah. Just built so they- it. And then 
offered the Boy Scouts so a free trip. So so Peter Parker is offered this choice between saving his girl or yeah. a, a car full of orphan right. children, you know, like <laughs> right. whatever it is. And of course, he tries to save them both. But I think it's interesting to say that he goes after his girlfriend first. He sure does. He makes an aw- like I, I shouldn't say an awful choice. I, I might make the same choice. I'd be like, screw those kids. Yeah, a bunch of damn wiener kids. He's like, I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna try to save both, but it's clear that it's like, well, if I miss, at least I've saved Mary Jane. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I'd probably do the same thing because <laughs> I'd be like, one of those kids could grow up to create a new social media outlet, and I'll be like, oh, thank God I let them die. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> so he saves Mary Jane, and then. You know, is is he's holding the, the the train car with Mary Jane, and he's holding the spider web up there, yeah, and the Green scene. Goblin keeps flying by and punching him in the face. Yeah, uh, as he come by, he's just about to to stab Spider Man. A bunch of New Yorkers are throwing crap at, throwing at, like garbage, garbage and tomatoes. Yeah, like hey, you mess with Spider Man, you mess New York. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw this calzone. Where does everyone is too good? Where does everyone get these calzones from? But I'll throw the box it came in. <laughs> yeah, it's Tony Manero. Just like, hey, <laughs> this goes dead. You could be too. Um, it's a hint for what might be next mm. uh, coming up. I should say. Uh, so they, yeah, they're doing all of that, and Green was like, yeah. <laughs> so Spider Man manages to take him, and they fight in a greenhouse, and they fight one on one, and. Uh, Green Goblin's like, no, Peter, it's me, it's it's yeah. mis- it's Mr. He gets Osborne. the upper hand and he's yeah. about to kill him, and then he he says, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do bad things to Mary Jane, and he's like, wait, I'll I'll win after all, and yeah. then he gets the upper hand. Spider Man gets the upper hand, and then that's when he's like, wait, no, you don't yeah. understand, he's he's crazy, and he has, he has his little personality. Gl- his little glider pops up with these knives. Yeah. It's gonna stab Spider Man in the back, and Spider Man jumps out of the way, and it's. Stabs Green Goblin and gets hoisted by his own petard. Stabs him right in the groin. <laughs> right in the, oh my groin! <sighs> oh, that was no good. good. So Spider Man, he's like, "Don't tell Harry." And yeah. so, so Spider Man takes him back for some odd reason. Takes uh, him back to his house. Well, he, he wanted him to be discovered at home, not in the Green Goblin yeah, costume. Yeah, so he t- he takes his clothes off, yeah. dresses him. Sure. Even though he has stab wounds in his groin. Well, so Harry Osborn sees Spider-Man, and then he's like goes to get the gun, and Spider-Man jumps out the window. So he's going to find his father fully dressed with stab wounds in the groin. Uh-huh. Well, he think because well, he sees Spider-Man, he knows Spider-Man killed him. Well, that's the thing. He killed like, his dad. He doesn't gonna know why. He's going to think Spider-Man is going to stab his father in the groin. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, is that if he put pants on him, the stab wounds wouldn't be through the pants. So he'd have to, they'd have to make a decision, like... Could you see like iced tea and like like Lord Order like Yeah, I ain't never seen nothing like this. I think he got stabbed in the groin and, and then p- they put, put his the pants, pants on. on. <laughs> he took his pants off, stabbed them in the groin. It's like and they put his pants back on. Fast forward to like the Dung Dung. It's like Yeah, I seen him without pants on. Yeah, Spider Man <laughs> put the pants on. I had those pants earlier here at He's the taking the calzones out of the oven. <laughs> yeah, I seen him. <laughs> I go by that greenhouse every now and then, <laughs> at night, even though it's abandoned. Yo, you gonna, you gonna give me one of those calzones? <laughs> I got the entire NYPD outside waiting for these calzones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Um, 
and then they meet at at Norman's funeral, and yeah. Harry's like, "You're a good friend, Peter, even yeah. though you stabbed my father in the groin multiple <laughs> times." And then uh, Mary Jane announces her love for Peter Parker, yeah, because um, now he's officially out of the friend zone, and it can't happen to the best of us, Kevin. We can get all get out of the friend zone. Persistence, persistence, yeah, persistence of wiener toot will get you out of the friend zone, milady, milady. And that's it. The Spider-Man end. tips his fedora. They're crap. 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 Mega crap. I'll give you 200 bucks for all of them. That seems a little low. Take them somewhere else then. Sir, your wife said the tile you ordered for the foyer is out of stock. Tell her we'll just put a rug there. Sit down. Give me that. I'll give you 300. That's a standard freelance fee. Tear up page one. Run that photo instead. Headline? Spider-Man, hero or menace? Exclusive Daily Bugle photos. Menace? He was protecting that armor I'll tell you what, Atticus. You take the pictures, I'll make up the headlines, okay? All right? That okay with you? Yes, sir. Goody. Production notes! Okay, so this movie is actually fairly interesting in terms of its history. The Spider-Man, you know, as we said earlier, has had a huge history on the small screen, and they tried it numerous times to get it on the on the uh, big screen. Okay, so probably the the biggest whole thing in the development cycle was that James Cameron was originally wrote a draft and was going to direct this film. Nice. Um for Car Carol Carolco Pictures? Oh. Carolco Pictures? I think it's Carolco. I have no idea. Yeah. Um this was one of those things like right after Canon uh, folded, and we talked about that in the old Captain America 1990s podcast. Was sure. with Canon. They had Spider Man as one of their things. James Cameron was was on board to direct and write it. He wanted Doctor, and uh, he was going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger play Doctor Octopus in the movie, with Michael Bean playing Spider Man. Um, you know, of course, if you know James Cameron, you know Michael Bean. You know Michael Bean shows up in all of his movies, but he was originally going to have him play Peter Parker slash Spider Man. With Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dr. Octopus, there was nice. also going to be, uh, in one of his original drafts, there was going to be the two villains, Electro and Sandman. That was a big deal. Uh, there was, there was a, off, uh, one of the big things in there, too, was, was that this was the first appearance in his draft of the organic web shooters. He wasn't going to have the mechanical web shooters. Oh, huh. They were going to be organic. That came from James Cameron's original draft. Um, there was some issues with it, and... He, you know, Carol Co. went went bankrupt, so they weren't able to make the the movie. There was a lot of actual. There was actually a, a couple lawsuits that came out of it, which was a big deal. Fast forward to the late nineties, uh, Columbia has the rights to make this movie. Uh, Fox is going forward with their X Men movies. This is the Marvel resurgence. They go forward to make this Spider Man movie. Uh, you know the. There was a couple things, you know, a couple things that come out later. Toby Maguire getting cast as Spider-Man. Toby Maguire was 27 years old, and I make reference to that quite a bit while we were watching this movie. Yeah, because he kind of looks it. He doesn't look like a young kid in this movie at all. No, no, he looks like he's 30 years old. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Banks just came out like literally last week and said like she was in the running for Mary Jane, but they considered her too old because she was 28 at the time. Yeah, uh, Kirsten Dunst was cast. She was 20 at the time. So. It was kind of uh, a little awkward when you think about it, like a 20-year-old Kirsten Dunst, a 27-year-old um, uh, uh, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the 
It's it's something John Hughes used to do, <laughs> you know, get 20-somethings to play your high school kids. Well, yeah, and actually, speaking of John Hughes and likes, um, Stan Lee actually went on record and said that he really wanted John Cusack to play the part. Oh. Who I believe John Cusack at this point was 62. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this he, was this he was wasn't pro- available. He was at a Cubs game. That's <laughs> true. Him and Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other big things with this with this movie was that it was actually filmed before the September 11th uh, terrorist attacks in the United States. For those who were too young to remember, which is actually quite a bit of people nowadays, mm-hmm. um, when this movie came out, there was two bits of advertising for one was the trailer. The initial teaser trailer was. Uh, there's crooks that are escaping a bank robbery and they're escaping by helicopter and all of a sudden the helicopter gets caught up in something and it turns out there's a giant web between the twin towers. Yes. Um, that was pulled slightly after and there was a teaser poster as well of Spider-Man with the twin towers in the poster. Yeah. And that got pulled as well. It was, it was actually kind of a big deal at that time. It was a little bit of, of should they or shouldn't they kind of a thing of like, uh, like, do you want to, you know, do we acknowledge that? How do we acknowledge that? And they probably made the right call. Yeah, and I think, and I believe that we we talked about this is that they did digitally alter the movie to remove the twin towers from the film as well. You don't yeah. see them at all. Um, this movie was a huge success. Yeah, um, I believe it uh, grossed it grossed a hundred million dollars in its opening weekend alone, and it was the first movie ever to do that. Uh, even with adjusted for inflation. So it's a very big deal. The movie made, I think it was $800 million at the box office that year on a $140 million budget, which was actually a pretty huge budget for the early 2000s. Launched Octavia Spencer's career. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Joe Manganiello. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the movie actually is sitting right now at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 216 reviews. And Entertainment Weekly put The Kiss in Spider-Man on the end of its decade's best of list, yeah. <laughs> saying the Spider-Man and Mary Jane uh, Kiss was one of the greatest of all times, and I think it won an MTV Movie Award as well. The, the often parodied throughout the 2000s Kiss creepy. of Spider-Man being upside down. Kevin has major issues with that scene. I think it's creepy. I kind of do, too. Well, she's just almost raped. I mean, these yeah. two guys follow her into an alley. You know, they hold a knife at her. They're clearly going to do bad things. The, the, non, the non-ethnically descript villains who are right. with a knife who don't talk like normal human beings. Right. Hey there, pretty mama. Hey. Just ease down. <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then it's raining, and so, of course, everything is all clingy, and, yeah. and there's her nipples through her shirt. Yeah. It's... And then I'm going to kiss this stranger because these guys almost assaulted me. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that there's any one way to respond in that situation, and I wouldn't know, but I'm sure it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is there's a Spider-Man who came and saved you? <laughs> <laughs> Back to iced tea. Um, I think one of the main things that we I should talk about is the ca- uh, the I shouldn't say ca- that the casting, but the hiring of Sam Raimi to direct this movie. 
out of it's really an interesting choice. Out of really nowhere, he mm-hmm. got the job because he was actually a huge comic book fan. Sam Raimi's a huge Spider-Man fan, mm-hmm. huge comic book fan. He actually did the movie Dark Man in the in the early '90s, which was kind of a prelude to a lot of what he did in this movie. Mm-hmm. Probably best known for his work from Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, a um, simple plan, a simple plan, which <laughs> is a. F- I shouldn't say it's underrated because everyone who knows of a simple plan knows that movie is pretty amazing, but it doesn't really, it's never really talked about that much. I mean, Bill Paxson and Billy Bob. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? And then also he did that, he did the, I don't know if he did it after, before or after this where he did that movie about the baseball for the love of the for game. For the love of the game. That was before. That was 99. Was That was 99. Mm-hmm. Was that, I know that because I'm looking at it. Otherwise I wouldn't have known it's the top like, of my head. Because <laughs> it's one of those weird things where everyone made like weird baseball movies in the late 90s for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. I think that's also when people were doing like really out of character movies because didn't like David Lynch do a straight story at the mm-hmm. same time? Yeah. Sorry if we're getting a little too film nerdy for you. Um, but yeah, Sam Raimi, this movie is heavily... I did not realize until I re- I have, probably haven't seen this movie in god 10 years it's been a long time how heavily this movie relies on sam raimi's camera tricks and his his standard directing style well i think and and i and i mentioned this when we were watching it but i i think you know at this point we were kind of starting to get that um where where we were starting to get an interest again in comic book movies after the success of um the x-men in 2000 and you know, we we were, we were getting away from sort of more obscure movies like Blade and getting into kind of big budget. Okay, people seem to be interested in that, but I think that movie, which we haven't talked about yet, but yeah, that movie they scale back a lot of the silliness um, and the comic book elements. They 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 dress everyone in like weird black leather. And, yeah, you know, they 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 really downplay. Like they're not in their costumes a lot. They call each other by their names rather than their characters. Uh, their their superhero names. So yeah, you know, it's a little bit of like. Um, <laughs> I, I think that they are testing the waters here in this movie a bit, and I think that they're hedging their bets by bringing in Raimi and by making it kind of silly, very cartoony, and very sort of over the top, especially like the goblin. Like, they're making it like, if this movie didn't work, they could always say, like, it's a comic book movie and it's silly and it's for children. Yeah. But that said, I mean, they still obviously put a lot of money into it and they put a lot of marketing behind it and they really pushed it. So, I mean, it's not that they were scared, but I think that maybe on some level they were hedging their bets. It could very well be. I mean, uh, we also I also forgot to mention two other great movies that Sam Raimi directed before this, which was The Gift. Not mm. a great movie, but very interesting movie. And uh, The Quick and the Dead, which is one of my favorite westerns of all time. Um, hmm. Sharon Stone, come on, Russell yeah. Crowe, Gene Hackman. There you go. Is it Gene Hackman in there? It's got to be Gene Hackman. Yeah, it's Gene Hackman. He's the he's like the the corrupt mayor of the town. The uh, yeah, wh- whatever. Um, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's in that movie it is, too. It, it is. It is Gene Hackman. You've been correct. Yes. Um. So you you have these like insane. There's elements, like we were talking about, there's a lot of elements to the 89 Batman in this. I mean, he's even got Danny Elfman doing the score, which is near yeah, identical. you didn't mention. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Danny Elfman moments. Um, and it looks a lot like it. It doesn't have the gothic... Um, Anton First architecture. Right. It doesn't yeah. have that, but it does have the big, especially the Oscorp building that we see in the yeah. beginning. It's big, looks like a big matte painting. Yeah, and like the big like tubes of like chemicals that are just in the front right. for some odd big reason. sets, very yeah. television, very... Um, 
very 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 big and broad and colorful. But and then you also have shades of the '66 Batman, and just in terms of Raimi's directing, he loves those Dutch angles and those pullaways mm-hmm. and push-ins. Um, the the shots where you, you know, perspective shots where you see like a person looking down, like the the deliver us from evil line where you, you're looking as right. the Green Goblin looking down at Aunt May mm-hmm. with the wind blowing in her face, the fire, and she's like from evil. <laughs> yes, it's so 100 percent Raimi that you just appreciate it, mm-hmm. and you don't appreciate. It. I I didn't appreciate it in 2002 when I first saw this movie. Maybe because mm. I wasn't super familiar with Raimi's catalog. But... No, I mean, I know that I had seen Army of Darkness well, that, yeah. at that point. Like, I was familiar with some <laughs> of that stuff, but I don't know that I would have known and made that association then. Maybe I was kind of starting to become yeah. cognizant of that. Um, and there was a lot of things that work incredibly well. Um, one thing that I know that uh, about Raimi is that he's really big with working with the stunt team. Mm. Like, that's his whole thing. He works really well with his stunt teams. And... You could see in the one-on-one thing, especially at the end when Peter's fighting the Green Goblin in the greenhouse, that or the whatever that thing. I think I just call we it keep green, calling it that. Green. I don't it know what it is. It looks kind of like a greenhouse, whatever. Yeah, but you could see that 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 uh, choreographed fight is amazing. Yeah. It works incredibly well. There's not a lot of CG. It's a lot of wire work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of you know fun stuff like that. But then there's the fight scene with Spider-Man and Green Goblin at the Unity Day Parade that just does not work. It's kind of like, kind of stilted and kind of like ugh, it's a little in broad daylight, and so yeah, yeah, I think CG he, the, the flaws yeah. are, are are more obvious. And this is t- 2002 CG, so it's just kind of they managed to make Macy Gray look realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 Actually, it, she was a robot, so that's why they didn't need to do that. One day, Macy Gray will ask the question, what is love? And then what are we going to do? What are we going to do then? <laughs> Why did we program Macy Gray to feel pain? Singularity comes. Macy Gray's going to become self-aware. <laughs> yeah, I have to give nothing but kudos to, to Raimi's directing in this movie, because I think it actually really works with the movie. Um, yeah. Especially for a movie that I was like, I didn't have, I don't have a ton of fond memories of. I mean, I, I never had a problem with it, but I never, like... I, as I said in another podcast, I just don't care about Spider-Man that much as a comic book character. Mm. But this worked for me. This, this his directing worked really well. Um, other thoughts on the, on this movie, the stuff that you wanted to talk about, stuff that stood out to you. Um, I think it was a really good balance of character stuff that was relatable. Like it, it, like it was very. It had a very small cast of characters. Yeah, it did. Surprisingly, even for the it, recast, I was like, right. there's only like five characters in this movie. Even though it didn't even make any sense that like they would all like be friends and have uh, Thanksgiving together. I mean, they were, I guess they were childhood friends. Yeah, from high school, yeah. But, I mean, maybe they were friends, because it just says it, it, that didn't make any sense. I already talked about that, but it helped in the context of the movie to just be like, Everyone is together. We're not introducing new characters every five minutes. There's not like now we've got another guy who works for is that, and then he's a character, and then oh no, there's another weird friend. Like it kept it very small and it kept it very intimate. And there was like there was you got the sense of how everyone related to each other, and then they were also jumping around in costumes yeah. and fighting each other. Yeah, I think uh, and there's only one villain. It was two origin stories. Happened to come around at the same time, yeah. and they fought because this is such a small world. 
and there was only a city room. Of five million people. This, this kid small, with the spiders uh, taking a picture of the spider. Exactly. It, yeah. This isn't like Hell's Kitchen, uh, yeah, you know, with Daredevil, where it's like three square blocks or something <laughs> like that. I have to protect my city. <laughs> three square blocks of my Hell's neighborhood. Kitchen. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh man, he crossed the streets. He's okay. in a different <laughs> jurisdiction, different part of New York. He's now. in Moon Knight's jurisdiction now. <laughs> Moon Knight. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, the uh I do, I do I do appreciate the smallness of this mm-hmm. movie. It it felt and, and in a lot of ways I think and this is what we're going to get into a little bit later uh with our pick 3, I did kind of feel like it didn't make a big enough use of the city. Like, yeah, it was, there were some interesting locations. You only had some sort of wide shots, and then there were a lot of. And I, maybe well, it's just I'm going through the city and everything from yeah. New York, yeah. but like the 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 real New York looking moments are the ones that take place just like on some random block where there's like a Vietnamese restaurant, yeah. you know, and then like a laundromat. There's there's a bum sitting out on the sidewalk eating a calzone while the rats <laughs> fighting from for it, you know, like right. something like that. Yeah. Right. There otherwise weren't. There wasn't. I don't remember there being like a like swinging from the Statue of Liberty. Well, you see you know? the well at the end, of course, when he goes up on the Empire State Building with the big flag and everything. Yeah, you, know, you get to Chrysler see that, building but it or whatever never, it is. Yeah, yeah, just never it, right. I, I think you're right. It didn't feel like a New York movie. Like you know, at the end, especially when they're like, "Hey, you missed with Spider-Man. You missed in New York." You yeah. were so- this, you know, this this could have been any city. It yeah. didn't even need to be an urban environment. <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. Well, he has to swing from the buildings. That's the thing. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it has to have big enough buildings. Yeah, he's like he can't go in. Like, he can't be in the suburbs. He can't be in Omaha trying to know? trying to swing around from. Yeah, just tr- billboards. Can't swing around the mutual building in Omaha. <laughs> Need a good. car to get everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like Austin. You know how big the city of Atlanta is? It's gigantic. <laughs> you can't swing on anything here. Just a CNN building. That's about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it's it, for a movie that's as New York. It didn't quite feel as New Yorkish as mm. it could have. No, not enough grime. It's not enough Serpico. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, this is Giuliani's New York. It's a little That's different. That's true. It's yeah. cleaner. Yeah. Th- it's cleaner. There aren't newspapers blowing down the street at all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's those... steam coming out of manhole covers. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's no true. No prostitutes propositioned any characters in this movie. I, I will talk about something I didn't no like. Sailors. <laughs> New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. <laughs> Spider Man's always swinging around. around. New York, New York. <laughs> Oh, uh, Hulk liked this musical. <laughs> Hulk always wanted to be on boat. Um, so yeah, the uh, one thing I did not like about this movie is I did not like the chemistry between Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire. That was, yeah. I think, that was she like a little sleepy through this movie. I guess she always looks a little sleepy, yeah. but that's just her demeanor. But their relationship seems so icky. He seemed like I guess it's because we're looking at this through more of a modern day eyes, where kind of like that friend zone has now become a term. Yeah, like when this came movie came out, there was no such thing as a well, there was a friend zone, but there was not a real name for it. Yeah, and he wasn't. We're sort of. I mean, there was the internet <coughs> at this point, but you notice no one seems to really use it. 
So it's not like even even yeah. Peter, who's a nerd, it's not like he's like, I'm always on my computer playing Warcraft. Like, he doesn't do anything like that. Hold on, I gotta get on CompuServe. <laughs> right, it, it's... I, re- I mean, I remember 2002, sort of. Um, and yeah, you spent two I minutes... I had the internet, yeah. but it's like, there wasn't that much you could really do on it. Yeah. Um, download a lot of MP3s. You know, Napster was around. That's about it. Uh, we're the tail end of that. But that was like just kind of ramping up. So he didn't have that really sort of creepy stalker behavior. It was close. But it was very close. I mean, he lived next door to her and his room faced her room. That's creepy. But he only looked out at once and she was already dressed. Yeah. You don't get the sense that he was ever leering at her. I mean, he probably was. Well, all the time. But we didn't we see We missed it. like the... Two hours a night where he's going heavy breathing watching while he's sleep. watching your sleep. Yeah, yeah that's true. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, we didn't get that, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, there was, it, it just felt so weird, and it felt so... But And I can't blame the... the well, I can blame them, but I mean, like that's part of the original character of Spider-Man, is that he is a nerd, and he's the guy who eventually does get the girl. Which normally wouldn't happen in real life, but it's built into the story, so I guess it has to happen. Well, I mean, it happens. It's a trope, and it's something that I, it's you like, know, I'll but, allow. But it, it, it's. I think he does it in a way that it was so inorganic. It was so, well that yes. I mean, because and like, that's more of I think the the actors. Well, I mean, like she goes through this whole big thing about how like. Oh, I'm in love with this guy. You're gonna think I'm so dumb for liking him. And she, he's like, "Oh, who is it? Is it me?" And she's like, "It's the the Spider it's Guy. Spider-Man. It's, it's Spider Man. It's Spider Man. It's Spider Dude. Spider Man. Everybody likes my like Spider. Doesn't this Choker look great on me? <laughs> no, it's not it's, the late '90s. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's right. Chokers were out. <sighs> I miss those days. Kimonos anyway. were in. Apparently, <laughs> what? Kimonos. Kimonos were, were, in. were in. Everyone wearing kimonos. Give me pictures of kimonos. <laughs> What am I want high coos about kimonos? Put them on the front page. Move Spider-Man back to page five. Um, yeah, it's and you know she, she's like in love with him, which is great. I mean, that's standard superhero trope. That's Superman. That's mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all in love with the person who saves them, not the person that who is the hero. Mm-hmm. Which which is fine. And then, it, but at the very end, she's like, "When I was dying, I was just thinking about you." And I'm just like, "Yeah, what?" It's a little too. Uh... Prepubescent fantasy, yeah. survivor guilt. I don't. What is that? It's so yeah. weird. I I I felt that was weird. And like there was the whole thing too with with Harry being in. She has her. like three boyfriends in this movie. If you count <laughs> Peter as a boyfriend, <laughs> movie two hours long. And Willem Dafoe. And it takes place over a span of like four months. <laughs> it's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, not exactly sure what her goal is, other than to just always be in a relationship. Yeah, she's just a, a serial monogamist. Yeah, and she's, like, dating Harry, and Harry is just, like, Harry's dad comes over and goes, like, she's just dating you for your money. <laughs> he's like, shut up! <laughs> she's a good girl. And he's like, ah, she's just after your pocketbook. <laughs> and then she's like, that Osborne fortune, by the way, I'm out of a job. <laughs> well, the thing, too, is, like, is like he's like, no, Dad, she's there's more to her than that. Yeah, you're and wrong about her. You're and wrong then about he her. Leaves, and then she's and then like... She- like, thanks, thanks for, for sticking, sticking up, up for me. me. It's like, I, I, I did. did. Did you only hear one half of that conversation? It's like, screw this. I'm going out and getting a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's, I mean, like, it's just weird. I want to go Hugh Grant up in here. But then we could talk about how great Norman is. Like, talk oh, about yeah. people who commit. Like, oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe just, what is going on with the, that performance? The best thing about this movie is... is... No, J.K. Simmons is the best thing about okay. this movie. The second right. best thing is Willem Dafoe. All right. I'll agree. That the sound he makes when he jumps through the air. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't need pumpkin-shaped bombs if you, uh, if as long as you practice your cackle nightly. Yeah, and I think one of the big things that people gave with this movie a lot of crap was is that the mechanical helmet for the Green Goblin. You know, it's all like fiberglass or whatever. Yeah, as and opposed they, to him like literally being a goblin or wearing a goblin mask. Yeah, they did. They did do test shots of it, and it was very disturbing looking. But I, you know, I can't say either way. But I mean, part of the thing that of casting Willem Dafoe was that he already looks like a goblin. Yeah. So it's like, why are you covering his face? Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. I don't know about that. But I love his performance. His performance is amazing. Oh, yeah. This. And it's like the all of our comments about the Fantastic Four movie where they're in the big chairs. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> and then, so we get the exact same scene in this movie, except the chairs are all tiny, and he's even like drinking out of a tiny cup. <laughs> yeah. Which I know Fantastic Four like came... like a dollhouse yeah. tea set. Maybe that know? was a complaint against this movie. was like someone watched it and went, those chairs are too small. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We need a, bigger a chairs. Of their power. Yeah. I really need them to have enormous throne-like chairs. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's so bizarre in, in the way that it works. Um, and also, the weird thing, Aunt May. Why is Aunt May like 80 years old in this movie and Peter's only like 18? <laughs> You know, we had this talk about in Civil War with Aunt May, where Aunt uh, May is like, you know... Is Marissa Tomei. Yeah, it's a hot Aunt May. And this yeah. one, Aunt May is, we're driving Miss Daisy just, you know, that level, just like a Tandy level uh-huh. on that. It's it's weird. I don't know. I wish they would make a decision and stick with it. Mm. I'm, I'll be stick with the... I hope they stick with the Marissa Tomei. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? No, I, I, I think we covered it. We, we got two more of these. All right, so now our recast for Spider-Man, our, our, our 2002 Spider-Man recast. I decided that when we were doing this, I was like, mm, let's, do, let's do something a little silly. Let's do something that we haven't done before. We're going to make this a sci-fi made-for-TV original Spider-Man yes. versus Giant Octopus or something like that. <laughs> like, just the title itself, when thinking about it, I was like, the Spider-Man. It's like Mansquito or yeah. any of those type of w- stupid movie names. So uh-huh. it's like, let's make this a made-for-sci-fi, TV sci-fi original. Now, for those who are unaware of sci-fi, the channel tends to do really, really... They work with like a Spider-Man versus Croco-Shark. Yeah. They do low-budget uh, sci-fi, science fiction movies, usually through like Asylum or, you know, a lot of those other mm. smaller indie companies. They're made for pennies on the dollar. They usually get washed up 80s and 70s and 80s stars to be in them yeah uh people whose name you're like oh they're still working okay <laughs> you know like piper good. caribou okay good good <laughs> good for her yeah good for her um so that's what it was i have no real like time period or anything like that i just said i went with roughly the same time as much as i could yeah i went with mostly early 2000s mm-hmm. um so let's start it off kevin 
Who was your Peter Parker? This was the one that was the toughest because I felt like it was hard to find someone of the age who was well-known enough. Because anybody who's younger in Hollywood who you would actually think to cast would be... 55 years um, old. Well, or they would, right, they would be like an up-and-comer, and so it's like they wouldn't do a movie yeah. like this. So uh, I went to TV, and in honor of James Franco <laughs> being in this movie, I went to Freaks and Geeks, and my Spider-Man is TV's Martin Starr. Ha! <laughs> yeah, that could work. I think... It actually got cast in Spider-Man Homecoming. You're, you're absolutely right. I think he he's going to be in it. He, well, obviously, he's not playing Spider-Man, but... That's not fair. Everyone is in that movie. Every day, it's like a true. new person gets cast in right. there. Right. Hannibal Buress. <laughs> yeah. Hannibal Buress is in that movie. What's going yeah, on? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, assuming he's going to play himself. And I, he's going to be like, hey, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> I hope he plays a teacher where it's just like, if you open your mouth one more <laughs> time, I swear to Christ, you will not graduate. <laughs> It um, says mean things about Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, he does. Deserved things. Yeah, I mean the, yours. The, um, so I decided to go a little bit younger, but a younger star. He was a child star, actually. Um, from the movie oh. the ha- Thor: Hammer of the Gods, the main <laughs> character Zachary Ty Bryan. No. <laughs> kind of thought you were gonna say Corey feldman no i was thinking about putting Corey feldman yeah. but i was like i can't i can't do that not even in my imaginary world could i put Corey feldman as spider-man in the late 90s maybe in like zachary the mid 90s home improvements zachary, zachary ty, ty Bryan. Bryan. yeah wow yeah i could see that um what about your mary jane my mary, mary jane, jane well my mary jane this is probably wildly impractical because i think she'd be a little too old at this point but well, uh, mine, mine is too so when you want your your washed up 80s stars uh i uh i went with debbie gibson from uh mega sharp versus giant octopus she's in one of those yeah i think she's in that one a- 80s pop star debbie gibson well mine is 80s pop star tiffany there you go yes yeah, she's got the, the red one. hair oh okay Star of Mega Python versus Gatoroid and oh Mega God. Piranha, oh 2010's Mega Piranha. Um, yeah, both of them. There you go. Why not? Same same wheelhouse. Same, same wheelhouse. Um, so, how about your Green Goblin, aka Norman Osborn? Mine is a great pick. I, I hope you're. I hope we don't have the same one. But. I don't know. No, I, I don't think that we will. Uh, I went with someone who, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't have a big history of playing a villain, although he may have done it in comedies before. Uh, I'd like to see him really commit. Although I don't know how good his cackle is. David Hasselhoff. Oh, that's a good pick. <laughs> that's a Jumping great pick. Around. Laughing and screaming. Star of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the sci-fi original. There you go, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is actually a guy who has a history of being a villain. Um, I went with Jeffrey Combs from the Reanimator series. Um, oh, also, sure. They, uh, um, the 2003 sci-fi original Beyond Reanimator. That's why I pulled him into ah. it. So Jeffrey Combs, great character actor if you don't know him. Look up his work and go watch Reanimator. It's on Netflix right now. It's oh, one of the best movies of great. all time. I think we've talked about it before yeah. as, as one of our favorite like Halloween movies or yeah. something like that. All right. So how about your J. Jonah Jameson? Do you have a J. Jonah Jameson? Oh, I don't. No. I, I, I don't think I could imagine another one. Yeah. Who did you really pick? Are, I decided to dip back into the movie and I pulled out Bruce Campbell, star oh. of Alien Apocalypse, the 2005 TV movie, as my J. Jonah Jameson for this movie. I could see that. That would yeah. be great. I figure I might as well put him in there. <laughs> sure. Um, how about a Harry Osborn? 
my Harry Osborne is, uh, and, and I'm actually a little surprised that he just didn't get the role. Um, <laughs> I happened to just see him uh, on TV the other day. Uh, the actor is Eric Belfour, who is from Six Feet Under. That's right. And he's yeah. also on the, he was in the Sci-Fi Channel original series, Haven. Yes, he was. He was the like weirdo who lived in a houseboat. I watched a couple of episodes of it. Did yeah. not stick. No, does not. I didn't watch that either. Mine, I actually went from the 2006 sci-fi TV movie, Earthstorm, <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. No. <laughs> also star of Biodome. Steel uh-huh. Baldwin. Stephen a Baldwin. Baldwin. A Baldwin. A lesser Baldwin. This movie's got A-list stars all over it. <laughs> They're related to most of the stars, but yeah. Exactly. Um, how about a Flash Thompson? You got a Flash Thompson? Uh, no, I did not cast an, uh, a Flash Thompson. From the 2006 TV movie Death Row, I picked Jake Busey. <laughs> Jake Busey? From the Frighteners? Yes. <laughs> hey there, little mama. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a Aunt May? Uh, I think we might have the same Aunt May. I don't know, but we'll check. I have, uh, and... I have to uh, quickly look up because I have to remember um, what she was from uh, that put her on my radar. It it may or may not have been a Sci-Fi Channel original. It might have been something uh, super goofy like a... um, like a Lake Placid or something like that. I don't don't think it was that, but it was something very similar. Um, I went with Chinatown's uh, Diane Ladd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I can't remember. I was trying to look because I was trying to remember what she was in that put her on, my, on your list in that list. And I and I cannot uh, see it other than uh, uh, some really, really terrible made for TV movies and, and miniseries. Well, mine is actually from your mentioned Lake Placid. I went with Betty, Betty White. White. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably who I should have gone with as well. <laughs> like, when you said Lake Placid, I was like, no, it was Lake Placid, Kevin. I thought for sure you were going to say Betty White. But that's our... our oh, do you have a, do you have a director? Um, no, I just kind of assumed it would be Roger, Roger Corman. Corman. Yeah. Um, I did cast one more. I oh. cast an Uncle Ben. Oh, who'd you cast your Uncle Ben? Only so that I could have Anaconda's John Voight. <laughs> John Voight get killed <laughs> off. With great power comes great responsibility. Steak eats him. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say Ice Cube. but <laughs> Yes. Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Drives off. Yeah. He just said he was going out for cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any, anyone? No. Anyone else? All right. So, yeah. And our Roger Corman directed. I mean, why obviously. Not? Yeah. Actually, Sam Raimi could just do a made for sci-fi original. It'd be good, too. Probably. All right, pick three. Yes, uh, we, in honor of uh, the New York, not really being, it, <sighs> being our top three movie calzones. 
Uh, no, we're going to do our top three New York movies. Huge pool to choose from. A bunch of obvious picks. Um, yeah, mine are pretty obvious. So I've got some obvious ones. I, I, I think I have one that's maybe less obvious, although New York is in the title. So I guess it's a little obvious. But uh, why don't you kick us off with your number three? So my number three is the same one as your number three, which is Escape from New York. Oh, that is actually not my number oh, three. Oh, really? But, okay. Uh, that is a great one. Yes. I, I, I would call that an honorable mention. I could have easily when done you a said top it, 20. When you said New York is in the title, I was like, Oh, he picked Escape from New York. I did not. Okay, Escape from New York, if you don't know, um, the fantastic movie that Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell, is a ex-convict. And Absolutely it's a convict. bonkers effects. New York is has been quarantined off, and it's, all the prisoners are just sent to, to sta- uh, Manhattan Island. Uh-huh. And he's, uh, the, I guess the president is lost. Is, is, the president is like, his escape pod lands in New York, and he, they send Snake in there to go get him. Yeah. And he's like injected with something that's going to kill him if he doesn't get the president. In the time. president is played by Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, that's right. Mm-hmm. Cue my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, he he meets the what is it? The king of New York, played by Isaac Hayes. Yes, <sighs> and he's, he's got, the Duke. He's the, the Duke, Duke of, of New York, York. and yes. he comes in with the Cadillac that's got the chandeliers on. He plays the basketball. The movie is bonkers. Crazy movie. Um, John Carpenter, John right? Carpenter, yes. Yeah. I didn't mention I mean, that. I mean, absolutely that. wonderful. The Escape from L.A. is a far lesser film, but yeah. uh, New York is is a ton of fun. Yeah, it's it's like the Warriors. It's the version of the Warriors that you want. Like, you watch the Warriors and you're like, this movie's not as good as I hoped it would be. <laughs> right. I, 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 have a, I have mixed feelings on the Warriors. It's not on my list, but yeah. uh, I, I would... I enjoy that movie, but it's it does not hold up as well. And no. I wish I saw that movie as a kid. Yeah, I wish it was like River City Ransom, the NES video game. But Pretty it's much. not. Anyway, so you're number three. My number three movie with New York in the title. This might be a cheat because I have already talked about it before. But uh, this is my slightly less uh, slightly less obvious choice. Um, I went with a movie I will continue to staunchly defend. Gangs of New York. Yeah, we talked about that on the last episode. I, or the Civil uh, War episode. We've, Civil War we've episode. talked about yeah. it at some point. I know we talked about it. Yeah, we, it may have been. A, I, I might be reaching to the point where I'm not allowed to put this movie on my list anymore yeah. because yeah. it keeps making my list. I know um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was on my list of like, uh, he was on villains. a recasting yeah. or something. Yeah, or maybe it was recast. Maybe yeah. it was best villains for that. But uh, yeah, so I do talk about this movie a lot, even though it's a movie I actually haven't seen in a long time. But uh, I, I, I need to, despite all of its flaws... And those Cameron, the, the flaws are, are Cameron Diaz shaped. Um, I refuse to hold that against the movie because I know it was never intended uh, in the original vision. Um, I love that it is a uh, a weird historical look at New York that you really don't see in many movies. A lot of movies from that era that talk about that either talk are they a little bit later and they talk about Atlantic City or they're on the west coast and yeah. they're like talking about like california um the founding of california so I, it's a really weird like i'm surprised we don't have more of those movies and the next movie that i can imagine maybe being similar that i hope it's that good will be devil in the white city if yeah. and when that movie but that's, ever that's comes chicago, out chicago though but to, obviously it's a different city but i'm hoping that it has a similar sort of vibe because it's about a similar building of a city you see that murder over there hold on i gotta eat the chicago style hot dog <laughs> it's got everything on it it's like all the food you ever want a hot dog with the salad on it <laughs> me neither but here it is <laughs> all right so uh my number two uh this one is is a little bit 
more very New York. Um, it's from a New York director. It is 1989's Do the Right Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Spike Lee. Um, it's one of those movies that, like, it, it was between, like, this and those, like, 70s-era Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this one just feels more like New York that I would know, mm-hmm. like, that... It's just a hot, sweaty day in in in. Was it? It's Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yep. And uh, you know, Mookie and Sales Pizzeria, and it's it's a small slice of life of a, of a small like town, a small like community that's uh, old school Italian immigrants with uh, the African American community that's moved in, as well as Koreans, and it's a powder keg that's waiting to go off, and it just takes Mookie to throw a garbage can through a window to stop it all. Yep. Um, with Radio Raheem saves the day. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, you know, it's like the weirdest part of the movie. But it turns it almost into, you know, this is what makes Spike Lee Spike Lee. Right. People give Spike Lee tons of crap, but if you want a guy that's the modern day equivalent of like a painter creating a scene on a canvas, that's Spike Lee and do the right thing. Yeah. He's like a manet. He's able to encapsulate an entire emotion of a time period in one thing. And then you have Rosie Perez dancing. Sure. <laughs> it, was, it was the late 80s, after all. <laughs> you needed Rosie Perez and everything. <laughs> Your uh, number two. My number two is a movie that you know is going to be on my list. Uh, it is Manhattan, mm-hmm. 1979, Woody Allen. Um, I think it is... I mean, it's his love letter to New York. It is It is a New York movie, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. Everything else that happens in that movie is just incidental. I mean, that's the movie that everything gets used. A lot of beautiful black and white shots of everything in New York from really obvious landmarks to shots from the park, museums, um, little neighborhoods, little areas. Like, still Woody Allen's version Margo of Margot Hemingway. Uh, you know, right. Yeah. Mariel. Right? Mariel Hemingway. Mariel Hemingway. Yeah. Um, for all of that movie's weird things that um, are a lot more uncomfortable in retrospect. Um, Very uncomfortable in retrospect. Uh, they were kind of uncomfortable at the time, to be yeah. honest. I mean, what, is she 16 in the movie? Yeah, She's supposed to be 16, so. or 16 or 17? 16 or 17. 17, yeah. Uh, probably the age of consent in New York, but still, yeah. he's 40-something at any rate. Um, time does not bode well on that. No, but I mean, even still, but I will yeah. still talk about it in terms of a New York movie. I don't think you could you could get too much better than that. No, I mean, and it's it's you know it, it's they make fun of it like that sort of that style of what that event that starts the whole. I would say that movie starts the whole New York is a character in our love story. I think yes, like I think so. Subgenre of romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, they make fun of it. What's that movie? It's it's with Paul Rudd and Amy Peeler. Um, they came together. I believe yeah. that's the movie mm-hmm. where they make reference to that over and over and over again. Not a great movie, but it had its moments. It was funny. It yeah. was funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, weirder definitely. than I thought For, it would be. Well, it's a David Wayne movie, so it's going to be weirder than you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one. Uh, you know what I already said it. We 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 made a pact beforehand. Like it's like I'm gonna pick this movie. You up uh, so you could pick this movie. Right. Um, my number one movie, of course, is Ghostbusters. Yes. No movie had taught me more as a child about the city of New York than Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, the landmarks that I know of New York that I would want to visit are all from that movie. The library. The you know was it Columbia University campus, mm-hmm. um, the fire department, the fire station, uh, which Hook still and Ladder, exists, I think. Yeah, the Hook and Ladder 
29. I don't remember the exact name of it. It yeah. still does exist. All of these places, like, when I think of movies of, like, we're never going to cover, like, the best Chicago movies because there's no, like, comic book movies that take place in Chicago. Mm. I think there may be. But I think of the Blues Brothers. Why do I think of the Blues Brothers? Because it's... You never get to see the Sears Tower. You never see the Hancock Building. You don't see Wrigley. Well, you do see Wrigley Field, actually. <laughs> but you don't see, like, the. they don't go to a ball game. No, it's all street level. It's all, like, yeah. this is where I grew up. This is So I figured if in Ghostbusters, that would be, like, my That's what Do the Right Thing yeah. does, that maybe Manhattan does a little bit, but doesn't do as well. Well, Manhattan would be, like, the Ferris Bueller to Ghostbusters, where Ferris Bueller is, like, what you do when you're a teenager or you're an adult. You know, you go, you yeah, go see, maybe. you go see a, a mm. ball game. You go to the art museum. You do this, blah blah yeah, blah maybe. blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blues Brothers was more like, no, we're gonna drive around this city and we're gonna, you know, it's like, yeah, in the that's where I grew up. That's what Ghostbusters is. Manhattan is is like me as an adult going through the city and appreciating the fine architecture and yep. what the city has to offer. Ghostbusters is is that. like, I'm gonna go eat a pizza in a calzone. <laughs> There's nothing better. There's no better New York movie in my mind, at least, than sure. Ghostbusters. What's your number one? My number one is, uh, I'm actually going back to the Scorsese well, uh, and I'm going with Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. I figured that was, I figured um, that was going to be your number one, but I knew I wasn't going to put that on my list, so that's why I didn't say that to you. There you go. Yeah. No, um, when I'm, I made a mention of, uh, earlier of how, uh, the, I always joke about this New York not being sort of grimy enough. Yeah. Um, that's the grimy New York. That's yeah. the, the uh, Serpico. The flip yeah. side, the seedy underbelly of Woody Allen's Manhattan. That's the, uh, the New York where um, you just it makes you angry and you have no choice but to take the law in your own hands because everything is so corrupt and you know wh- who's gonna stop you anyway all right Holden who are you gonna call all, all right Holden let's let's <laughs> let's back off there you talking to me <laughs> you talking to me there's, there's, there's nobody else here you talking to me? You podcasting to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. I mean, that's another movie oh, yeah. that I actually haven't revisited in a long time. I, I need to. to that movie just to makes me uncomfortable, out. which is good because that's what it's, it's designed to do. I think it's do. supposed to. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, of course, uh, lost uh, best picture to Rocky. So what are yeah. you going to do? You also like movies where guys are hitting on underage girls. There, Kevin. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oops. <laughs> All right. It's two out of your three. Uh, well, we don't know how old Cameron Diaz is in Kings of New York. That's so. true. Yeah. Although that was probably less of an issue then. There weren't really <laughs> yeah, that many yeah, laws. No, there wasn't. They let they let all those Irish in. <laughs> it's going to happen again after the Brexit. Yeah. Topical. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's our top three. <laughs> All right, final thoughts on the Spiderman. It's fun. It's a very fun live action cartoon. Um, holds up okay. Yeah, it was way more fun than I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be kind of a slog getting through there. Um, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. It's a good, I mean, this came out six years before Iron Man, which is not that long, but it also still feels like a really long time. It, oh, it feels, feels like, like a very a decade. early draft, six years before the first Iron Man. So they're clearly, I, I, I said testing the waters earlier, and I think that that's, that's still maybe what it is. And 
even though it's separate and it's not part of the MCU, I think tonally it fits in the MCU, especially that early. Like you could conceivably retrofit that as an early entry in Marvel, more so than say like the early Punisher and like well, Blade was Blade was Marvel, right? Yeah, but Blade not part of the MCU. Well, yeah. right, no, yeah. and this wasn't either. But and even the X Men of just like those feel different. They feel more like sci fi action movies. Yeah. This felt like a comic book movie in a very fun and real way. Yeah, it actually I think hit a lot of tone. It hit tonally. That where a lot of the other movies that we're going to be reviewing from the same time period do not hit. Sure. Um, it hits that comedy. Not comedy, it's very but it, bright. It's it, a lot of yeah. bright colors. Um, the, even, even, the, even the more fun entries in... The only movie that I can think of in the MCU besides the original Iron Man, maybe the original Thor, that fit with this as well is probably Guardians. Yeah. So there's a Guardians vibe to it, although Guardians obviously just pulls that up. But they just they just had more experience and, yeah. and probably more money. Um, one of the I, I do have a couple issues. One is that I feel like the length of this movie was a problem. It's a two hour movie. It does no, like we were lamenting back in the like why can't movies just be an hour and a half anymore? Why can't we just have ninety minute movies? Yeah, or like uh, but. It, this movie was two hours. Now I'd, I would just love a two-hour movie. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I can get out of here in two hours? I'll take it. Yeah, and we, now we're having these giant Bergman-esque epics, you know? <laughs> right. You know, we have to watch 12 hours of Iron Man sleeping. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it, the, the length is a little obnoxious in the movie, and I feel like a part of that has to do with the fact that the first hour of this movie is them the high school years like this is like two separate movies almost mm-hmm. where you're kind of like oh why does this keep going what what time period is this when is this happening are these years passing are these months passing what is going on he gets to be spider-man fairly quick yeah and i don't mind that there was sort of a dry run but yeah i felt like a couple of things could have been sped up and you could have cut 15 minutes from that first hour and then we would have been okay. You yeah. Know? And like, there's, there's other stuff too. It's like, why did they need to graduate and then get an apartment together? That didn't need, they could have still been in high school and you could have had the plot going from there. I wonder how much of that was them going uh, like, Oh, Toby McGuire really age. has five o'clock shadow throughout this entire movie. I wonder how much of that was the age. And it's like, yeah, they either needed to commit to it being all high school or maybe just don't make it about high school. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, now they got Tom Holland playing it, and Tom Holland looks like he's twelve. So, <laughs> hey, how you doing, guys? I'm Spider Man. Little Spider Man. You got Spider Calzone. Like this last time I'll use that joke. I, I can't promise. finish it. I'm too small. <laughs> I'll save this for later. I'm gonna go see a Yankees game. <laughs> the Yankees welcome Spider Man. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Or when there's souvenir bats at Spider Man. <laughs> souvenir bat night. <laughs> Why did I pick this night to show up and throw the first pitch? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's definitely it definitely succeed, succeeded succeeded my expectations. Um, as opposed to like what I was thinking when going into this, like, oh, this movie is probably going to be terrible. Um, I remember enjoying it, and I know people love. The second one, and I've yeah. I've seen the second one. I actually never saw the third one that no uh, one likes. So yeah. this, the, so when we get to that, that will be my first 
viewing. viewing of that one. But I know people like the second one a lot. I remember it fairly well, catching it on TV a lot. Um, I remember some of the big, the sort of major moments. And it's one of the greatest Hispanic actors of our age in it. Alfred Molina. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Every time you say Alfred Molina, I got to sneeze. <laughs> you are allergic to it. <laughs> You, I went to a hypnotist you, once. You throw me the spider, I throw you the whip. <laughs> um, I don't. That doesn't even make sense. But it's a, it's a, it's a Raiders reference. Yeah, I will. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe maybe because my expectations were also low, but I was just like, yeah, sure. I mean, this this was a lot of fun. I like how colorful it is. It it has a lot of the things that I kind of lament in being a lot of movies. I mean, obviously. We the, the the more recent DC movies have been super dark, but it did not seem to take itself too seriously. Everyone, well, I should say everyone. A lot of people seemed like they were having fun. Um, there were a couple of maybe we casting choices I didn't love. Tobey Maguire looks so damn weird in this movie. He looked he so looks weird. He always just looks weird. I can't. Yeah, we can't help it. It's like just, Tobey Maguire just always has that look on his face of. I, there's nothing going on behind those eyes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. A little, little sea biscuit. A little sea biscuit. I know sea biscuit was the horse, but I don't care. I'm gonna call him sea biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Little baby sea biscuit. I, I, I liked it. I will give it a B plus. Um, I'm gonna go with the exact same grade. I was going with a B plus. Um, I felt like the things that kept it from an A were the length, um, and and the the casting. I think the Tobey Maguire was far too old to play that character. And some of the story choices were very weird, and I think that was you might have hit it on the head in the fact of like they really just wanted to speed it up so it didn't make it seem like he was a high school kid who was twenty seven years old. <laughs> right. Um I think what really boosts it up though is definitely Raimi's directing. Like Yeah. That, he that, has the right touch. Um and I feel bad for not giving him more credit earlier in these movies. Like when we talk about a lot of this stuff, like Raimi really did a great had a knockdown job on this yeah and it will be fun to to see the next two because it's it's all consistent yeah frank you know the cast is back the director's back i don't know if elfman does all three scores but i think he does everyone's back and so with nolan's trilogy when we did that last year we get to really see that evolution of his i don't know that he he wasn't planning it as like a trilogy this doesn't have a trilogy arc to it no. and i think there was talk of a fourth one but that never materialized um so that wasn't the goal this was more like just serialized it was just going to be oh there's going to be a second one and it's a standalone second film um but it'll still be good to see that evolution and i i, I think that that's a nice thing that we don't get a lot of. Yeah. They're I, always bringing yeah. in someone new to do something different. Yeah. I mean, it's like Alfonso Cuarón's Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Oh, it's just creepy. <laughs> anyway, aside from that, so go to planetarbitrary.com for your Planet Arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... At K. White Says. Like our Facebook page, backslash comic book logic. Um, we post all sorts of craziness, especially pictures of J.K. Simmons working out. We'd love to put up those pictures. <laughs> uh, you could like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. It's the best way to help out the podcast. Give us a five-star rating, and you can say that we suck. I don't care, but as long as we get that five stars, that's all that matters. You can listen to our sister podcast. You could listen to Game Classy Podcast, which is all about tabletop gaming, hosted by yours truly, me, and my co-host, Steve. And when there's also Pat's Retro Video Game Review Podcast, hosted by Pat B. of Pat's Retro Video Game Review. Um, a- AKA as, play on. AKA play on. 
did it again. I always do that. <laughs> uh, we're co-hosted with Seaver. They talk about video games and all about what's going on with the video games. <laughs> Apparently, there's a new video game coming out. <gasps> really? Yeah. A new video game. They yes. still make those, huh? Yeah. Apparently. Video games peaked with the ending of Lawnmower Man, in my opinion. <laughs> they haven't done any better than that. All right. So, Kevin, until next, until Spider-Man 2, the, the, the spidering. <laughs> with great power comes great calzones. <laughs> Comic. Look. Logic. <laughs>